to All Things Latina Podcast, where every week you will learn about topics relating to business and career, while at the same time receiving a kick of motivation. If you're ready to pursue your dreams and goals, then you are where you need to be. I am your host, Tani Estefi, a traveler, digital guru, and hot sauce loving Latina. Episode number eight. Thank you for tuning in, and don't forget to follow All Things Latina Podcast on Instagram for updates on upcoming podcast episodes and inspirational reminders. Have you ever been in an unforeseen situation, nerve-wracking to say the least, without knowing how to handle the situation? Even if you haven't, listen in, because on this episode, I will be sharing with you one of my very personal travel stories regarding the time I got detained in Russia. Yes, you heard right. You heard correct. Russia. And I'll be giving you some tips that worked for me during this hard time and what really helped me remain calm. So let's get started. It all started in fall of 2015 when I decided to take a trip out to Europe for the very first time. I was so excited that I was finally going to Italia in Spain while exploring different cities in those countries. And I was like really looking forward getting lost in Madrid, Barcelona, eating pasta, mozzarella, gelato, pizza in Italia, right? So that was me, literally. <laughs> that was my attitude right before the whole trip. And at the time, I wasn't as experienced as I am now, I would say, with booking flights. And all I really care about was booking the cheapest flight, right? So all I care about, what's the best deal? You know, what's going to get me out there? I don't care. Like, just get me out there, right? So I decided to book this trip. So my flight was from Los Angeles. That's where I currently live and where actually I've always lived in Los Angeles County. Um, and so this flight had a very short layover to Moscow, Russia. And then I would have to hop into a flight to Spain, right? So it'll take me directly to uh, Madrid, Spain. And I was packed. I was ready to go. And I, I must say that you know, just going to Russia really, you know, it didn't really excite me. I was just like, okay, I'm going to, you know, get to Russia, transfer over to my next plane, bada beam, bada boom, and I am out, right? So the good thing about the one of the only good things that happened to me during this flight was that I was literally able to sleep like 13 hours from LA to Russia, like nonstop. So I mean, I really didn't feel a flight. But, you know, little did I know that, you know, this whole excitement and fantasy that I had about Europe soon was going to die down. And let me tell you why. So as the flight landed, you know, I was so excited. I got my sleep, my beauty sleep. I was ready to go. I'm like, hey, just a few more hours and I'll be out there. And I get off the plane and I had to walk towards, um, I don't know, when, whenever you've taken a trip, you have to walk to like immigration, they check your passport and, you know, and all that good stuff, then they stamp you and then you can proceed or whatever. So it was my turn to, you know, check in, gave them my passport. And 
to my luck, I got the meanest looking lady. I kid you not. And she wouldn't even smile. I tried smiling because that's just me. I usually smile and I'm usually happy. So I did smile and they were looking at me. I, I kind of felt like a weird vibe at that point. They were kind of like looking at me weird, like the guard and her. And I'm like, okay, well, come on, carry on. Where's my passport? You know? And then the guard approached the lady and he took my passport and left. So then I quickly asked her, I said, well, what's going on? Why did he take my passport? And she said, please step aside and wait. And I'm like, okay, where is my passport? You know, so I had no other choice but to step aside and wait. And I figured, okay, it'll just be, you know, it'll be a little time. I'll just be patient. You know, people sometimes, you know, they have a bad day. I need to be nice. So I stepped aside. So there I was confused as to why this man had taken my passport and why I was just like moved on the side. So minutes went by and I decided to remain calm and just wait. So when 30 minutes had gone by, I'm like, okay, and nothing like where, where are these people, you know, what's going on? I decided and said, okay, if it's 45 minutes and I have not heard of them. And I think even then I was being like extra generous with the time, given that I had like a short layover time of like an hour and a half, I think it was, but I gave them like, okay, 45 minutes. I could get my passport, run to, you know, my, my gate and like get on, get on the plane. So I waited those 45 minutes and I checked and I'm like, okay, so, you know, just want to check the status. And she had no answer for me. And from there, I kind of started, you know, I started getting a little scared. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to really miss this flight. And, you know, but I decided, okay, I'm not going to start a fit or a drama. Like I'm in a whole different country. Um, so that was one thing that I, I really started, you know, thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm in a different country. I don't want to cause a scene. I'm at the airport. I don't know what their protocol or what their rules are. So I took that into consideration and I decided to wait after that, like a whole hour and a half went by and I'm like, oh my God, I definitely miss my flight now. Like they better get me on a next flight all of a sudden. Okay. And this is where it gets good. Two guards with huge machine guns are approaching me. And I really don't know what kind of guns these are, but definitely they were like these huge guns and these were huge men. Okay. Mind you, I am only five foot four. And these men must have been six feet and up. Like they were big, they were tall. So what happens next is really, you know, they approach me and then they walk me towards like this exit door. Right. And of course, I listened since these men were armed and I questioned them and asked them, what's going on? Why are you taking me here? And to my luck, they said, oh, basically, they said they don't speak English. And I'm like. You know, at this point, I kind of started demanding to speak with someone who does, you know, speak English because it seemed like everyone was saying they didn't speak English and no one could help me. So I was already upset, but I, I was still trying to remain a little calm. You know, I I was scared. I've never been to this country and I didn't know what to expect. So they still didn't care. They escorted me out to the exit. And to my surprise, there was a bus waiting for me outside. 
Yes, there was a bus. And at this point, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, let me not let me not create a scandal because these two guys here have these freaking guns. Honestly, that's all I could think about. I'm like, they can literally shoot me and then that's it. Like my family's not going to know they had my passport. So I talked to myself and I said, remain calm and just proceed. Okay. I figured that, you know, these type of situations, this is when it's good to take a step back for a moment and think about the consequences. Okay. Like what would have happened if I just snapped, started yelling and screaming, they would have probably like, I don't know, put me in this dark room. Right. Or I don't know, shoot me. Who, who knows? You know, um, I was thinking kind of like the extreme. So I decided not to, you know, I was in freaking Russia without my passport. So I wasn't going to take my chances. So then guess what? Here I go. And I proceeded and hopped into this darn bus. I was scared. One, my phone wasn't working and I didn't have any of my stuff. I was pretty much just stuck on the other side of the world. And what really helped me remain calm at the time was these breathing exercises that a therapist taught me a while back. It's called 478, where you're supposed to inhale through your nose for four seconds. You hold your breath for seven seconds, and then you exhale through your mouth for eight seconds. And then you repeat that same exercise until you feel calm. And that's what I did. That's what I did through my whole bus ride. And I was just trying not to freak myself out because sometimes you can be your own worst enemy in your head, right? Finally, we arrived to the darn destination, which by the way, I had no clue where I was at. They walked me out of the bus and into this freaking facility. And I sat in a darn waiting room. I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, why would I do? I'm like, I, I was just shocked. Even up to this date, I'm like, what the heck? Like I was seriously in Russia. Right. So I'm here waiting in this waiting room and you'll be shocked what happens next. Right. So as I'm waiting, the freaking guards bring me food, which appeared to be fish and white rice. And at this moment, I was thinking like, okay, so is this the end of me? Now, my family will never know. Am I getting poisoned? Like, honestly, these were the things going through my head. And I'm telling you, these were, you know, it was hard. I was trying not to think the worst um, to remain calm. But at the same time, I just couldn't help it. But I quickly like, you know, talked to myself and said, no, 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 I got to cut this out. Like, you know, just just stop. You know, maybe something's happening. They might have confused me with someone else. I don't know what the reason was. So I decided to stop creating the scenarios because it's important. You know, when you're in situations that are tough, don't create anxiety for yourself. Don't create these fake scenarios that aren't real, that, you know, it'll just drive you nuts. And it's just not good for your mental health health. So I, you know, since I must admit, okay, so if you're wondering, did she eat the darn food? Well, I kind of felt pressured to eat the food. If I have two guards with these machine guns standing in front of me trying to give me food, I and they they even said like, you know, they were kind of pointing at me and the food like to eat. And I'm like, 
oh my God, I have to really eat this in front of them. So I decided to just kind of take a bite, took my chances. Okay. I said it, I took my chances and I, (laughs) I bit the freaking fish and the, um, the rice and yeah, I ate a little bit and I said, que Dios me bendiga. (laughs) Like, like, what is going on, you know? So, um, yeah, so I had it. And para que no me dijeran nada, because I felt like, oh, my God, if I don't do this, like, um, I I can't imagine what the worst thing it will be, you know? So I'm here in in this room. There's not many windows, but the few windows that there were, I can tell you, like, when I looked outside, I couldn't step out of this building because there were more guards with these huge guns. And I was just not taking a chance. I said, okay, I'm going to sit here and just wait it out. I mean, to see, to see what would happen. So then finally, someone that spoke English approached me and told me that I wasn't going to be able to leave the facility within 24 hours that I had to wait and that they would get back to me about my release. So then I asked, you know, finally, I'm like, okay, what is going on? Why do you guys have my passport? Why am I here? Where am I at? Like, what is going on? And guess what? They didn't give me a reason. Then they put me in this room where I was all by myself, completely scared. And yet I managed to tell myself, do not panic. Okay, do not panic, because if I panic, this is not going to take me back to the U.S. It's not going to send me to Madrid. Like, just do not panic. Relax. Wait those 24 hours. Now, did I have a plan for after the 24 hours? No, I didn't. But I had a plan from then on to the 24 hours, which was, you know, not to panic, not to give myself anxiety and all of that. So I remained calm. I can tell you that I wasn't able to sleep the whole time that I was there. I was thinking, oh my God, my parents are going to be wondering where I'm at. You know, however, I decided to continue to remain calm, practice positive thoughts, doing the breathing exercises. And honestly, those kind of things, you know, and those kind of exercises help me remain sane and avoid, you know, of course I avoided throwing a fit because I mean, who knows, maybe that helped me stay alive. You know, um, I, you just never know. So I decided to, you know, just stay calm. Okay. Like fighting is going to get me nowhere good. So finally, these 24 hours had passed and they finally called me out and they give me my passport and they told me that I could head back out now to Madrid, that they had rescheduled a flight for me. And I was so relieved. I was so happy that I couldn't believe what had just happened with no kind of explanation. I mean, up until this date, I don't know why they detained me. Like, really, there's no reason that was ever mentioned to me. And honestly, at the moment, I really didn't care at that point. I was just like, let me get the heck out of here. This darn bus drove me back to the airport. And I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, did I seriously just go through all of this, it's, it's insane. Honestly, all I could think about was like, okay, I am never going back to Russia, you know, like, I cannot believe this just happened. So I mean, there you have it. That's really what happened to me and how I got detained. And I still don't know why. So if you, you know, if you ever are in a situation where you don't expect it, and it's just frightening, I can tell you, 
practice breathing exercises like four, seven, eight, think positive, tell yourself to stay calm and don't jump into conclusions or throw a fit, especially if you know that your life can be in danger, you know, like you can't just go, go do those kind of stuff. Um, so you have to be smart about things, analyze things, think things through like what, you know, what would happen if I were to throw a fit, you know, like things like that. So just process it and make sure that you make the right decisions. So, um, um, just want to throw that out there, right? But the biggest lesson, okay, the biggest lesson that I can tell you that I learned was to never book a cheap flight with a layover in Moscow, Russia. Thank you all for listening.